a fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avtson, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Chul here at Soul to Soul. It's a privilege and an honor to be here. Thank you, Craig. Um, we are in a time just before the beginning of the month of Elul. We are four and a half weeks away from Rosh Hashanah. We are power. And we are so much to talk about. So to set the tone, I want to start off with a song that hopefully puts an optimistic, sweet message. It's one of my favorite songs that we play here on Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. 1.9 Chai FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avtson, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Chol. It's again a privilege to be here. And let's get right into it. That was my one of my favorite songs, Superman. I just like the tune, and I like some of the I like the lyrics. It's a cute message. Um, each and every one of us aspiring, and that's really the time of the year that we go now. We go into the time of year that focuses on reflection and s- growth. Each and every one of us trying to become a superwoman, a superman, trying to become a little more super in who we are, not necessarily fly in clouds or do miracles, but just up our game. It's a time of the year that many of us are focused on upping our game, trying to focus inward, seeing where can I grow, what can I do, hashtag New Year, New Year Solutions, hashtag Rosh Hashanah, etc., etc., whatever's going on this year. And it's at this time of the year that we try to look at a mirror and see who am I. And that question is often an empowering question, and yet often a depressing question. Oive, who am I? So I want to today focus on one tiny aspect of that uh, endless conversation of who are we, with a beautiful Hasidic tale of a barmi boy, a bar mitzvah boy, who goes into his father, who was a great Hasidic master, who was a great mystic, and He's going to get a blessing before his bar mitzvah. He's, he's turning 13. He's now starting the journey on becoming a man. No, barmy boys are not, now you're a man. That's not true. Now they're starting the journey on becoming a man. A bati girl is now starting the journey on becoming a woman. No 12-year-old or 13-year-old um, with their life experience should be saying, now I'm a man, now I'm a woman, because then, okay, what's left? Um, and I think of myself at 13. If anyone told me I'm a man, I would be like, oh, really? Um, I don't think, I don't feel like one. Anyway, so this barmy boy goes into his father, and you'd imagine if his father was a great sage, his father would share with him some deep mysticism, some deep concept. His father tells him three statements. Says, my dear son, I have three statements which should guide your life and hopefully set you on the right track. Craig and the three statements are, come on, come on, come on. That's right. Number one, don't fool others. Number two, don't let others fool you. Number three, don't fool yourself. Again, don't fool others. Basically, don't be a fraud. Don't let others fool you, don't be too naive, and don't fool yourself. And it's that third one, 
that one can argue is the hardest of the three. Most of us, not most of us, many of us, love playing a little game with others. We like fooling others, but ultimately, at some stage, people see through us. Most of us like to believe, believe that we're not naive. Yes, sometimes we're gullible, but in the most part, we don't fall into the trap. And when you get a scammer calling and saying, I just need your, bank- your banking details because I want to wire 100K to your account, chances are, if you have a little bit of experience in real life, you'll slam the phone down or you'll give them the wrong banking details. But the third one is the hardest. Don't let, don't fool yourself. The hardest person to be honest with is oneself. Most of us, when it comes to knowing thyself, having a true assessment of our abilities, our weaknesses, and where we're at, the most important of the three, where are we in life? Fubistu, where are you? We tend to go to either of two directions. We either overestimate ourselves or we underestimate ourselves. Let's start with underestimate ourselves. Underestimate means I'm a nobody. I am so not cool. I am so not amazing. I really have nothing to offer or I'm a very basic um, human being. I'm a very below average parent. I'm not a great spouse. I'm not that lovable, etc. We underestimate ourselves. And then there's overestimate ourselves, and that is, I'm so cool, I'm just God's gift to humanity, I'm fantastic, I'm the best thing that the world has ever seen, rah, 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 rah. Um, and yes, I've, I've heard those motivational speeches before, maybe at some stage in my life it actually felt good, but ultimately, if I could be blunt, it's pretty gibberish, because running around rah, rah, rahing is, is cute for a campfire, um, or, you know, just try to motivate a, a group of people. But ultimately, we don't live in the Rara world. We live in a world where we have weaknesses, we have strengths. Yes, we have to know our inner value, but it doesn't mean to start making believe we're something we're not, overestimating ourselves. And you think about the, what we do in the world today, you'll see that we, most people, we overestimate or underestimate. Not when we refer to ourselves, but when we refer to others. Think about it. Some people are super celebrities, um, I was just listening to the news a few minutes ago that was broadcast over here. We're talking about massive celebrities, how much money they have, etc. Um, so celebrities are very often overestimated just because they have a certain talent. They are good at acting. They are funny. Um, they have athletic ability, etc. Because they have something, they're a star in some area. We start seeing them as uber human, something... They're not in our category of human, and we start analyzing them, hashtag that tabloid industry, in a way that is totally unauthentic to their true humanity. And then there is underestimating. Underestimating is once that person, that same person we were overestimating till now, they do one stupid thing. They post one inappropriate thing on Twitter, they, or they just fall out of grace, and they're no longer funny, popular, etc. And now all the hordes come in, and in today's day and age of social media... It's the perfect firestorm where everybody can smash the person, throw verbal daggers on the person and totally turn them into trash, worthless, how could you, you're nothing, shaming, public shaming, etc. And if you think about when you go on the media, that's when you go and you watch a YouTube video and then you look at the comments 
The comments will either be exceptional, fantastic, amazing, the best piece of music I've ever heard, or I cannot believe you dare post anything. Who are you? What are you? This is pure junk and then just a, a bunch of inappropriate words, etc. And you're like, why is it either or? It's not. It could just be one or the two. Right? That's the way we see it. It's either you're great or you're shocking. Either I'm fantastic and I have to walk around with a pumped out chest and just say, you know, what a macher, or walk around with a totally crouched in, you know, chest and the whole back is in between. I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody. Really? How about not fooling ourselves is not only in not underestimating ourselves, it's not overestimating ourselves, it's both. It's just being true to ourselves, which is really the basis of what I want to go. And I want to play with you now a beautiful play for you, a song called Chaim Shel Shalom. It's not really connected to the topic we're talking about, but it's a beautiful song by Yaakov Shweki. It's a prayer for a new couple that they should be blessed with peace. May that happen to all of us. This is 101.9 Chai FM here on Soul to Soul. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 High FM. This is Rabbi Levi Afton, 101.9 Chai FM, the Fabringen Show. And we are here on this incredible day. What's incredible about today? Well, I have to think for a moment. It's just it's a regular day. But yeah, that, that, for me, that's kind of incredible. Um, I'm sick and tired of having bad days or negative days or just walking around seeing people. Oh, my gosh, did you hear what happened? So today's a great day. And I truly hope that it turns out for all of us to be a great day. So we're talking about honesty with oneself and not fooling. I want to take it in an interesting direction. Have you ever been to a motivational speaker? I wonder, actually, what did the world do before there were motivational speakers? Huh. It was a difficult world those days because uh, we, we, we weren't given the rara speeches. So one of the big ways of making a living is have a difficult life story and then go around and tell it to the world. And sorry if I'm cynical. Um, if I'm sounding cynical, I'm just a bit cynical, and I'll tell you why. Yes, I, I love hearing a good story and this and that, but unfortunately I think that as a society we're coming a little addicted to these two-hour, uh, two one-hour rah-rah-rah lectures of somebody coming and saying, I struggled, I overcame it, now I'm great, you can do it too. And the reason I'm I'm kind of doubtful is, I'm not sure how many people actually change from these things. Yes, we all hear it and we all enjoy it and we all feel motivated, but we don't change. Why? Now, you're going to argue you know somebody that changed. Again, I didn't say nobody changes, but relatively for the for the hype that it's given, I don't think that it's the most incredible way. Because what is, are these speeches? They usually are one of two things. If the, guy's an op, the guy or the woman is an optimistic fellow, then they get up over there and they start telling you that you can change the world. You are amazing. You literally can become the next CEO of the greatest business in the world. You can become the most influential leader. You are Mandela in the making. You are literally a Rosh Yeshiva. You are a sage in the making. You are a potential, incredible. You're just fantastic. But here's the issue. I don't think we are here to be fantastic. M very few of us will end up by the so-called um, definition of fantastic. 
most of us will leave lead what is considered, I don't consider it, but what is considered out there to be normal, average lives. Most of us are not going to be so-called exceptional. If the world was full of CEOs, it wouldn't work because the world needs managers and the world needs workers, etc. The world, it should not be aspiring for a, a world where everybody is a bunch of Richard Bransons. And yet, sometimes you imagine that that's what everyone is aspiring for. Ra ra ra! You're you're unbelievable. You're the best thing that ever happened. You can change the world. Now, yes, all of us can change the world. All of us are here to change the world, but we're not necessarily here to change the world the way necessarily we're interpreting it. We're not here to become the most famous person. We're not all going to make it on the Time magazine's cover. For, I mean, just practically, there's only 54 Time magazine covers a year. Um, so no, we're not going to all make it, and some of us will make it, and it won't even be for good things. We are not all going to be the most exceptional transformative figures in history because that's not what we're here for. We're here to play our part. And some of our parts are relatively large in scale, at least in a superficial external view. And some of us are relatively small in scale. But each one of us has a part. So going to these places, going to these lectures where the person's just getting up and rah, rah, rahing. And everybody's just like, yeah, I can do it. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm made for this stuff. I'm incredible. I could have a marriage of my dreams. I can be the best parent. No, not every one of us can be the best parent on the planet. Some of us will just be average. That's okay. Not all our kids need the best parents. Not all of us need the best marriage. Sorry if this is sounding unmotivational. That's simply the way I see it. I see it as that so many of us are living with an overestimation of, of... what life is and what our ability is, and we just have this dream of what could be, but we rarely hit it. So a few of us hit this ideal, this, oh my gosh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be just fantastic. You know, as my, uh, part of my occupation as a rabbi to work in the clergy is I do funerals. And I have to say, you know, most people that you talk about, there's a lot of nice things to say, but very few people die and they were Superman or Superwoman. They were just decent, good people. Some people made more mistakes. Some people let, made less mistakes and they led their life and that was their part. I don't know. I just, I feel that in our time, we're hearing too much of either extreme. Either we're going to lecture. I, I know a friend of mine just went to lecture a few days ago where the lecturer was all bashing and negative. The New Year is coming. Rosh Hashanah is here. And if we don't repent, hell is going to be poured onto us. Each and every one of us is just a you know walking time bomb of punishment. And I was like, oh, gosh, I can't actually believe anyone describes God like that. It's actually a desecration of God's name to describe him as somebody who's just waiting to pour his wrath upon us. So one extreme is underestimate. Just tell us we're a bunch of trash and we're all worthless. And if we don't change our ways before Rosh Hashanah, we are doomed. That's one extreme. Then the other extreme, which I'm talking about now, is more the overestimation, which is, yeah, you're fantastic. You're incredible. But here's the problem. You walk out and you don't feel fantastic. You just feel normal. And that's what we're supposed to feel. And actually, it's not necessarily healthy that when you overestimate yourself, because what happens with people who start taking themselves uh, at a higher pedestal? They usually crash land and make terrible mistakes when we start thinking that we are any less human than the next person. And that's one of the reasons the rabbis say that if you come to Shul on Yom Kippur and you come in the afternoon at Mincha to the fourth service and they open an 
ark and they take out a Torah scroll and they open the Torah scroll and what do they talk about? The most profane, the most base of, of human instincts, immoral relationships, but like really like don't marry a cow, don't be with, uh, you know, with a relative, just the most disgusting stuff and you're like, ah! Now on Yom Kippur, while I'm flying high, I'm dressed in white, I feel like the world's biggest angel, why? And the sages tell us because the Torah is here to remind you that, yes, on Yom Kippur, you might think that you're flying high, but tomorrow morning you wake up and you're the same person, hopefully, albeit a little bit changed, but you're the same person you were 24 hours ago, with the same weaknesses, the same temptations, and the same base, the same negative energy, the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, which is still fighting for its game. Nobody wakes up after Yom Kippur the next morning and their animal soul is gone. The animal is still an animal, and sometimes the animal comes with the most pathetic and the most gross temptation. And the Torah is coming and saying, hey, one second, yes, it's Yom Kippur, and we're talking about piety, and and the prayers make you feel like you're flying high, but no, stay grounded. And therefore, going to these speeches in which the person, you know, the lecturer will just sit there and market these simplistic solutions for you to transform your life. All you need to do is just wake up every morning and write three words on the paper that says, I am great. And then the world is just going to be transformed. Your day is going to be fantastic. No, it won't. No, it won't. And not necessarily is that the point of waking up every day, telling ourselves are great and just floating. Life has real struggles. Life has real issues. And some of those issues need to be dealt with. Most of those issues need to be dealt All those issues need to be dealt with. And Sometimes it means getting into uncomfortable, into inconvenient situations, gray. They're not necessarily black and white. They're nuanced. They're complex. And we have to put ourselves out there. And just painting a life that sits there saying, all you need to tell yourself is that you're God's gift to humanity. Just remember, you're a soul with a body and just fly high because you can overcome everything. I don't know. Maybe it works for some people. It definitely doesn't work for me, and it definitely doesn't work with, uh, in an authentic way for the people that I know. Because it's not real. It's not grounded. Torah, when you open the Torah, the Torah, yes, tells us that we are, you know, God's chosen nation and tells us that we have a, a neshama, we have a soul. But the Torah is absolutely honest with who we are, and therefore the Torah can at sometimes be so harsh in its judgment of the human capability for failure and at the same time optimistic about opportunity for growth. But in no way is it dishonest with where we are. We are here. We're human beings, and we are here to struggle. We are here to overcome. We are here to fight on. And we are not here that in a month's time on Rosh Hashanah, we're suddenly becoming tzaddikim. We're becoming righteous fellows. I have yet to meet, and I don't think I ever will meet somebody that came one Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and they switched around from being a average, decent, you know, struggling human being to a never-made-a-mistake-again human being. I don't know. If you've met those people... I would love to be introduced to them. Chances are the only way that could happen is they left their family, they left their job, and they now live in the woods. And all they see are a bunch of beers. So yes, maybe then they're not struggling. But we're not here to be Superman, which is kind of ironic because that was a song we played half an hour ago. And we're not here to tell ourselves we're trash. We're here to just know who we are. And to do our part, to do your avoda, in, in, in the words of the, you know, in, in the words of the the sages, just do your service. This is your family. This are your children. This is your job. This is your reality. 
wake up every day, do a little better, try to slog on, try to keep a smile on your face, try to keep a positive, optimistic message, and you are doing your part exceptionally well. We are not all here to become transformative figures. I'll be honest, that would be terrible if we all were, because then all of us would just be trying to change each other, and all of us would be sacrificing too much, because it's very hard to live a normal, balanced life with family, values, faith, while still being, you know, high-flying on private jets to all around the world, giving rah-rah-rah speeches about, you know, you're the best thing ever. We're here to just live our lives. And so many people who live what's so-called... Such a terrible word, but what's so-called average lives, they walk around feeling worthless because I'm not, you know, I'm not amazing. I'm not fantastic. How many people walk out to me, walk over to me after, you know, they go to one of these lectures and they say, like, Rabbi, I feel so bad. Like that lecturer just seemed so holy and pristine and so authentic and in tune with their emotions and in tune with their capabilities. And I feel so average. I'm like, "Mm," as a... um, as a fellow human being and as somebody who actually happens to do lecturing for for a living, I could tell you that person's not as holy as you think they are. And you're not as unholy as you think you are. So stop overestimating that fellow and stop underestimating yourself. We are all just human beings fighting every day to bring a little more light into our lives, to have a little more clarity in a world that is so great. And that is the purpose. And that is the beauty. And that is what we're here for. You'll ask, my, you'll ask me, where do I get this idea from? The fundamental book that shaped you know, my worldview in this is the Tanya. One of the most shocking statements that I found when I studied the Tanya, and I recommend it as a book that everyone should learn, preferably with somebody who's learned it before. It's quite of a hard book to go through. The concepts are relatively um, new and different. And if we go through it alone, we might just find ourselves struggling understanding some basic concept. But one of the things that I remember learning in Tanya that just blew my mind is this idea that the struggle never ends till the moment we're away, that we never stop being average. In the words of the Tanya, we never stop battling to be a Bainani. And a Bainani is somebody who's just a regular person doing their best and controlling their minds, their thought and their their thoughts, their words and their actions. But the battle never ends. And actually the Tanya says that if a person believes that they should wake up one day and the battle should end, then they're actually suffering from ego because they think they've become a level where they're not. And Tanya says just embrace it. That's your game. That's the game you play. You never play in the big leagues. You play in that league. And that's perfect. And just do a little better tomorrow. Do a little better today. That's all. So these, you know, people selling this idea that all we need to do is if you only controlled your thoughts, you would just never be sad again. And if you only stop talking Lush and Hara, you'll never gossip again. Yes, we can all do better and gossip a little less. But this all or nothing sale is a fraud because we are not all or nothings. Yes, we have to aspire to do better, but none of us become all or nothing. We just do a little better. We have weak moments, we have strong moments, and we try to fight on. And I think that when we come closer to Rosh Hashanah, if we can be authentic where where we're at, then the resolutions that we take on are more authentic to where we're at. And then hopefully we can actually keep them because... 
they are grounded, they're real, they're personable, they're tailor-made to where I am at at this moment. What do you think? This is 101.9 FM. You can SMS us on 34519, Telegram 061 This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. So let's talk about another way how overestimating ourselves kind of gets in our way. Let's talk about dating and marriage. So, Sunshine, why haven't you found your bus shirt yet? Okay. Now, some people, unfortunately, they're struggling to find their bus shirt and they're doing everything right. And I just wish them that Hashem should shower them with the gift of meeting the right person in their life and they should build a beautiful home. At the same time, there are quite a few people who... Why, why didn't you say, why didn't you propose to her? Why didn't you say yes to this proposal? Well, I could do better. Ah, hmm, who do you think you are? I remember one rabbi telling me that he had a couple coming to him and the husband could not stop complaining about the wife. The wife did not fit his imagination of what the wife should do. The meals were not as good as he thought. Um, she wasn't exactly a robot and she had emotions, etc. And he just couldn't cope with it. And he says, rabbi, I deserve better. And the rabbi tells the wife, please walk out of the room and sits the boy down and says, listen, sunshine, I knew you when you were 16 and I know you now when you're 25 and you are so much more compromised than she is. (laughs) You're such an average fellow. So please just go back and say, "Uh, it's grateful to be, I'm grateful to be married to you because I'm so blessed to have you. I don't actually deserve you. And yes, it might not sound like the best marriage advice on the planet, but personally, I think that's pretty much the best advice on the planet. Because very often what happens in couples, I'm not talking about where there's abuse, I'm talking about just regular coupley issues. It's where he or she start thinking that they deserve more. Really? I have to deal with this? Huh? This is what I signed up for? I could have done so much better. No, you could not have... You are lucky to have her. You are lucky to have him. Now, I'm not talking necessarily about the objective truth, if there is such a thing. I'm talking about the mere fact that this is the person that God set you up with, and all you're spending your day is telling yourself, I could have done better. That is such an unhealthy overestimation of oneself. It's not true. And it's unhelpful. And it's so patronizing and condescending and self-righteous. How about just be grateful that somebody chose you, you who you know yourself how compromised you are, me who I know myself how imperfect I am. We all know our imperfections. If we're actually willing to have 30 seconds of honesty, we can look and sit there saying, gosh, we've made some serious mistakes in our life and we are really compromised. And that moment when we just start looking at ourselves for who we are, we stop thinking, I deserve to be treated that way. No, you don't. No, I don't. I don't deserve anything. I remember, you know, one time before I was getting, uh, before I got married, I went to a certain uh, mentor of mine. And he says, just remember in your marriage, you don't deserve anything. And be grateful for everything you have. Just stop walking around feeling entitled. 
the person who walks over to Shul and sits and saying, I'm entitled to get this honor, and I'm entitled to be titled like this, etc., etc. I need this, I need this, and I'm entitled to deserve this gift, and I'm entitled to be honored in this way. That's such an overestimation. It's so unhealthy. It's so unauthentic. And it's so damaging. At the same time, thinking that I, I'm a piece of trash and everybody could step over me is as dangerous, if not more dangerous. No, you're not. Nobody's trash and nobody's heaven. Nobody's an angel and nobody's the devil. We're just all human beings fighting on. Some of us are a little more advanced in our war against our evil inclination, against our animal soul. Some of us are less advanced. But ultimately, we're all in the same game. There might be a few tzaddikim out there, but very few. And chances are they're not you. <laughs> Sorry. And the moment we sit there saying, okay, I'm just a regular fella. What can I do to grow? I'm not here to become perfect. I'm not here to become a sage. I'm just here to do a little better. I watched this lecture someone showed me on YouTube where this uh, rabbi is talking to a bunch of kids and he's telling them, you're all potential f- leaders of the Jewish people. And that sounds like such a motivational piece of information. Um, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. Yes, each and every one of us can be a leader, but when you're telling them you will be the leader, each one of you has the potential to be the leader, and every well, bunch of 16-year-olds start walking around with puffed chest, convincing themselves that they are literally the next Gadol Hadar, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be much more authentic if we actually accepted where we're at and embraced that, and we're happy with that. We Just be happy with our decent marriage and our decent parenting and our decent study and our decent Yiddish guy. Yes, we could do a little better, but having a bunch of people walking around feeling worthless is, is, is heartbreaking. And that's what happens when we overestimate and when we hear these messages of overestimation because when we crash, we crash land so bad. When we realize, I will never be that. I will never just be at harmony with the universe. I'll never be that hippie. Well, I could be if I, you know, kind of let go of my whole life and just drop every sense of responsibility and sing about love and connection for the rest of my life. Yeah, chances are I'll live a nirvana lifestyle, but that's not the point. We're here to live real lives, and we're here to struggle with real struggles, and each and every one of us has real struggles. And the way we deal with them is not by floating above them, but by believing that we are empowered and we can engage with it and we can do better and we can fight on and we can wake up and fight another day. This aim for perfection is causing way too much, way too much depression and ultimately it never ends with a person believing that they're amazing, it always ends up at the other extreme where they start believing they're trash. Because when each and every one of us is aiming to be the best in our field and play the A game, and most of us are, are on the C team in reality, and that's not a bad thing. Again, let me quali- quantify what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing. It is what it is. And that's the game we're here to play. If we're here to play on the C team, and all of, and, and all of us are frustrated when on the A team, we just walk around with sour faces. But if we say, thank you, God, this is the game I'm here to play. This is the stage you put me at. This is the position I'm here to play. And I'll do my best. 
That's all Hashem wants from us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avtson, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Shul. This is Soul to Soul. And just before I finish off with a, one of my favorite songs, which is Shema Bani, Listen, My Child, um, by Shlomi Gertner, I just want to... Sh- share how what we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes how it would apply in the same thing in parenting very often as parents we think our responsibility to tell our child is you're perfect you're fantastic you're the best thing ever i love you because you're so amazing and i think that's so dangerous no i don't love you my child because you're amazing i love you because you're my child and whether you'll be amazing in life or not i'll love you anyway I hope you make the right choices, but I love you not because of anything. I just love you. I don't love you because you did well in school. I don't love you because you're popular. I don't love you because you're cute. And even one day when you'll stop being cute, and one day when you disappoint me, as each and every human being disappoints, that's part of being human, I will love you regardless because my love never was because you're amazing. And what that gives the the kid, the gift is that they they get unconditional love and also that they don't overestimate themselves. A kid is not here to believe that they could do anything. <laughs> you know, there's this beautiful motivational song. I was actually about to play it. It's a Shweki song. It's called I Could Be Anything I Want to Be. Um, and while I, I appreciate the song and I appreciate the message, I'm uncomfortable with that message. No, I can't be anything I want to be. There's some things I really can't be. I can't be the world's best singer. Sorry! I cannot be the world's best basketball player. I just can't. My body is not built that way, and my voice, no matter how much voice training I get, I will not be able to sing like Schwecky. Because that's not my role. We're not here to be anything I want to be. I'm here to be the best I can be. It's a very different message. We're not here to be anything we want. Telling a child you could be anything you want is false, and it's 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 unfortunately setting them up for failure. But rather saying, "Come, my dear child, let's get to know you. Let's get to know the gifts and the challenges that God gave you. Let's explore your personality together, and hopefully, then we can. You will make a choice for yourself. In the course of your life, which will be fitting." Your mental capability, your emotional capability, your personality, your background, etc. Let's figure that out together. We're not here to be, you know, we're not all here to be exceptional. We're not all here to dream that we will be the most amazing figure in the world. We're all here to dream that we can just be our part. And that is so beautiful. Our definition of success has to change. Often we think that success is only defined by money. But the truth is that many of us, when we define success, even if we don't define it on money, we define it as super accomplished and super famous and super powerful and super anything. And that's not our role. Our role is just to be me in the best way I can possibly be at the moment. And some days I'm in a better space and some days I'm in a weaker space and I fight on. And that is so much more than being average. That's our purpose here on this world. This is 101.9 Chai FM. I finish off with this beautiful melody from Shlomi Gertner. Shema Bani, listen my song, my, my child. 
a beautiful grounded message by the words of Nachmanides here on 101.9 Chai FM. Have a great day.